Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. Last week, what did we all do? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Fast, right. Had to give up something, right? And, and, and I, I, I wanted you to give something up that you really held on to. Remember the, the young girls that were down here? I, I said, you know, you're going to give your phones up, and they almost ran out to church. You know? <laughs> but, but the thing about it was, was this is that you were willing to do it. Amen? It was the willingness that God was looking for, that you were willing to give something up that you hold dear. Our vision for 2021 is the journey. Last week we talked about Joshua, how, how he got the, the, the children of Israel to the Jordan River, to the Jordan River, and they had to consecrate themselves for three days before they crossed. One of the major things that I brought up last week was that the ministers or, or the priest held onto the ark. And that when they held onto the ark, the, the ark went before them. And, and, and one of the things I was really making a point was is that we got to follow God in this. God has to go before us. We have to follow his presence. As a church in 2021, we are leaving all dead things behind. I'm not taking nothing dead into 2021. Nothing. I'm not taking 2020 complaints into 2021. I'm not taking 2020 attitudes into 2021. Because if we're going to be a church family, then let's be a church family in every way. One of the messages I preached a few months ago, I made a point because God was building me up to bring us together into 2021, I said, relationship is the key. Build a relationship with Lynn. Build a relationship with David. Build a relationship with, with Veronique. So when they're having a bad day and, and you don't get offended. See, everybody has a bad day. But I want to break this attitude that you have to walk into church with this smile on your face and you're going through something. How you doing? Oh, I'm just fine, Pastor. You and your wife argued from the time you got in the house to the time you got in the parking lot. Then you walk, get out, get out the car and the kids are all crazy and you, okay, we got to get in here and put our face on. No, relationship means that you're having a bad time or having a bad day. And, and Brother Lynn, would you walk over here for a minute? Because I want to get this off my chest so I can 
put it in the spiritual trash can so I can move forward. That's relationship. Relationship doesn't go back and say, you know what Emmanuel told me? That's backbiting. That's, that's destroying relationship. Because when I became a pastor, one of the things that they had me do when I was going through um, all the schooling and so forth is that they said this, that you are held by a standard of confidentiality. Is that your integrity is on the line because of confidentiality. And what I'm saying to you is this, church, family, is that you're supposed to be men and women of God with integrity. And if you hold on to your integrity, it makes no difference what Lynn says to me, because what Lynn said to me, only person else heard it was God. Make sense? Going into 2021. It's about the journey. It's about getting there. See, when we look around our sanctuary, our sanctuary can hold 400 easy. Easy. But God has a special plan. And, and, and I explained some of it to you last week. God said, if you're going to be a multicultural church, then you're going to be it. You're going to do what it takes to get there. So at the end of 2021, we're going to see something totally different here in Uptown Church. From our praise and worship to our family. Amen? But one of the things that we have to break is how we think, how God thinks about us. The old way of thinking is, is they told us way back in the day, you know, pray for 40 days, fast for 40 nights, and see what God says to you. That's good. But I also remember the scripture that God wants my participation in it too. He wants, he wants to know me because of my relationship I have with him. Amen? The, the text today, if I had to title it, I would title it, Jesus Teaches Me. Say that with me. Jesus Teaches Me. Our foundation is, is Christ Jesus. That's, that's where our foundation is. And, and my dependence is upon the word of God. Nothing else. This is why I, I make a point every week to tell you to do what? Study and show yourselves approved. Why do I say that? Because I want you to be able to build your relationship up so much with Christ Jesus that no matter where you go, can't nobody tell you something different than the word of God. 
how we end up getting hurt, how we end up getting what they call church hurt and, 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 and many other things is because we're depending on somebody else to tell us what our relationship supposed to be like with Christ Jesus. Man is trying to tell you what your relationship supposed to be with Christ Jesus by his standards. And I'm telling you this because I'm not taking any of that dead stuff with me into 2021. I want you to be able to stand on your own foundation. I want you to be able to know what your relationship is with God. I want you to be able to be able to have confidence and stand before people or men or whatever the situation is and say, that ain't what he said. Why did you take that out of context and trying to put it on me? To control me. God is not controlling. God is loving. God is merciful. God is grace. See, when I look at the scripture and I'm going through the scriptures and I'm going through the gospels and I'm going through the scripture, I didn't see one time Jesus tried to control it. He was educating them. He was pushing them because he knew that his time was short and they had to finish the job. Amen? Let me see here. When we talk about relationship, let's put it in this context. Let's talk about confidence. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about compassion. Let's talk about working together as one body with many different ideas. Say that again. That's working together as one body, but with many different ideas in one purpose, building up the kingdom of God. Jesus knew this was the most important key to building up his disciples. They had to learn how to work together. Say that again. They had to learn how to work together. That's why it's so important that we show up next Saturday for cleaning. Because we have to learn how to work together. Everybody wants to preach and teach and, and so forth, but you got to learn how to clean the bathrooms too. Amen? You know, those of you who know my journey, I just didn't get here. I was in the parking lot. I was, I was down in the boiler room while the church was going on, sweeping up the thing cleaning up water and, and getting the bathrooms together. And, and every, I was doing it all, but I was doing it with a smile. I had no idea this was God's plan. All I knew is, like the song said, I was giving myself away. Amen? Let's get into some word. Come on. <laughs> 
Let's go to John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Amen? John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Now, this is Jesus in the fifth chapter. He just got through healing a bunch of people from diseases and so forth. And the crowd was, was around Jesus. They were looking like, my goodness, you see what he just did? And so next thing you know, the crowd was, became a multitude. It was many of them. But Jesus didn't care. Even, even the disciples, they, they, they had just came off their mission trip. Remember he sent them out two by two? So, so they just come off their mission trip and, 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 and now Jesus is healing all these people. And, and now in the sixth chapter, something is about to take place. Amen? And I'm going to start reading. And after these things, they went over to the Sea of Tyrus. Then a great multitude followed him, and because they saw his signs, which he performed to those who were diseased. That's in the fifth chapter. And Jesus went up to the mountain, and he sat with his disciples. And now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Hold on to that. Think about that. I want you to hold on to that part right there. And then Jesus lifted up his eyes, seeing the great multitude coming towards him, and he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Mm, hold on to that. Verse 6, but this he said to test him, for he knew what he would do. And Philip answered, he said, 200 dollars worth of bread is not, is not sufficient for them, for that everyone may have a little. In verse 8, and one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Hold on to that. And now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, and the number was about 5,000. And verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he gave thanks, he, he disputed them. He gave them to the disciples, and the disciples and those who were sitting down, and likewise with the fish, and as much as they wanted. Verse 12, and when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. Remember that. In verse 13, therefore, he, therefore they gathered them up and they filled the 12 baskets of fragments of the barley loaves and there were left and those who had eaten in verse 14. And then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who came into the world. See, Jesus had to go through all this and and then, then he fed them, and then now all of a sudden he's the prophet. See, they got something out the deal. But let's look what Jesus was doing. Jesus was teaching his disciples to be leaders. Amen? John talks about feeding the multitude and the effects this is going to have on the people. 
the common Jews expected the Messiah and he was going to be a great prophet. Now listen to this, but the Pharisees despised them as not knowing the law, the old stuff. But they were the ones who did not know who was the end of the law. Jesus said, I came to do what? To what? To fulfill the law, not to destroy it, but to fulfill it. Reading this, John's, pri John's primary concern here is that we understand Jesus' words and his deeds. I want to say this again, that we understand Jesus' words and his deeds. That we get a full understanding of what is about to take place. Notice. Here in the Gospel of John, he mentions nothing about the mission trip that the disciples just came off of. And I went back to the other Gospels and I'm reading and they, they're all talking about the mission trip. They're all talking about the, the trip that they came uh, back from. But John didn't want us to get distracted. He wanted us to focus on what Jesus was doing. Not the mission trip that they just came off of. See, sometimes we, we, we get into a place and, and we know we're doing things for God and nobody mentions your name and you get offended. But the focus should be on Jesus. The focus should be on what Jesus is doing. Next Next Sunday, when everybody comes in, if I never mention nobody's name coming in here cleaning the bathrooms and, and vacuuming the floor, you shouldn't get offended. But we think because we're doing something for God that, oh, I got to raise my hand and, and my name is mentioned. And, uh, but then when I don't, uh, a pastor didn't even recognize me. Hey, man. It's funny, isn't it? You see how we get offended by little stuff? Not knowing that, not knowing that Emmanuel and I, we have set and got some things together, and later on in the summer, we're going to recognize everybody. But I didn't recognize you right then. See, oh, pastor, pastor just didn't recognize me. <laughs> I want us to get, a, get this picture. I want you to see something. Because I read the scripture, now I'm trying to walk you back through it so you see what Jesus is looking at. Because if you see what Jesus is looking at, then this scripture comes alive to you. Amen? The mountain was higher than sea level, than the Sea of Galilee, which was about, eight, which was about 682 feet below sea level. The, the mountains still may have been below sea level. They have a place. Now, I want you to look at this. Remember, he told, he told in the thing, he said, I want everybody to sit down, right? They have a place that everyone can sit for a, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 without them even realizing what Jesus was about to do. So they're all following Jesus, right? And they're all following Jesus, and Jesus is looking like, this is, 
Like me looking down, this is what Jesus is looking at. He said, mm-hmm. All right, just have them all go down there. And they just like sheep, they just going. Not understanding what Jesus is about to do. What is real interesting here is that John mentions the Passover. Event that is about to take place is, is real intimate to the Jews. But what they're about to do, what Jesus is doing right now, is connected to the Passover. Why, Pastor? Because he is the bread of what? Help me out here. He is the bread of what? Life. Then Jesus does something that old traditional teaching said, oh, no, just wait on God and, and he'll bless you. But Jesus did something here in, in the Gospel of John that should make everybody think. Jesus asked Philip a question. Now, now this, I want you to picture it in your mind. I need you to see this, is that multitude is following Jesus. Jesus is standing here. The sea is down here and the grass and, and so forth. And Jesus is telling them, now y'all just go down this way. And, and Jesus is sitting back thinking, okay, I know what I'm going to do. But the situation had arose that Jesus is looking at Philip. And he's asking Philip. He says, hey, Philip, how are we going to feed these people? I can just imagine Philip like, don't you know, Lord? But Philip said, and, he, and I can believe what he's doing. He's pondering it in his mind and he's pondering it in his spirit because he's looking for the correct answer. But the Bible said that Jesus already knew what he was going to do, right? What Jesus was doing was empowering Philip. See, what the church has to do in 2021 is empower the family of God. If we empower you, then you are able to go. He was allowing Philip to be a part of the miracle. Jesus already knew what was going to happen. But he wanted to know what, what was Philip thinking. How are we going to do this, Philip? Don't, he, is, he is teaching us, don't depend on me to do everything. I know what I'm going to do, but I need your participation at the same time. Don't just sit there, well, Lord, I'm, uh, I want a master's degree. And I'm going to sit here and, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the master's degree. And you sitting in front of the TV watching the young and the wrestlers. Then you're asking yourself, Lord, I thought you was going to give me a master's degree. 20 years later, Lord, you never gave me the master's degree. And the only thing he said, if you'd have got up off the couch and went to school, then I had the rest of the plan together. But he's empowering Philip. 
He wants Philip's input. God wants our input. I'm standing here before you today because last week I said we got to the, we're at the Jordan. He said, consecrate yourselves. This is our church family here. Your input means something. One thing I, I really like about this scripture is this. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He didn't say harsh words to Philip. He didn't make him think he was dumb. He didn't even make him think he was ignorant. But what do we have a tendency to do sometimes is that we already know the answer. We already know what we're going to do. And we said, don't you know it? How do I know what you're thinking? This is what this is all about. What it's all about is empowering each other. Knowing that your ideas have a value and worth. Confidence. Confidence is such a key when you are processing things, when you are thinking through things. Thinking is an action word. See, when you think about something, you, you're processing it. Now, how do I get it done? I came to you and said, this is what God has in my spirit, and I'm going to get it done. Because it's a process. I know that, just like you said, I give myself away, but I have to give myself away in order for God to do what he needs to do. Jesus is teaching them that he can satisfy your earthly needs because he fed them, didn't he? He fed them and satisfied their cravings and, and hunger in the physical but Jesus was also teaching them that he was the one to feed their spiritual needs and fill them up. See, that is something else that we really have to focus on in 2021 is our spiritual needs. Don't want you to be all full physically and you're empty spiritually. Because then you're out of balance. To be honest with you, I'd rather be more filled spiritually and let the physical catch up. Because then I know I'm walking in his presence. Bible says, lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and let him direct your path. What is that saying to me? That is saying that I can lead myself into destruction. I've done it many times. The key point that Jesus is making here is that in the spiritual, it never runs dry. Jesus is showing them how powerful they can be in the spiritual. Philip goes straight to the natural. He says, I don't have enough, we don't have enough money to feed all these people. But Jesus wants him not to think in the natural, but to think in the spiritual. I want you, church, not to think in the natural, but to think in the spiritual. 
I want you to think in the spiritual in 2021, and I want you to bring your ideas and your dreams forward. Remember, I've, I've always said this, I'm, I'm your pastor, but my job is to cultivate you. My job is to build you up. My job is to make sure that you get to the next level. That's my job. My job is, is when you're having that hard time is that we sit down together and we figure it out. Not me telling you, but don't you know the answer? Let's figure it out. Let's get it so, 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 so that the next time you see that same problem, you say, huh, I'm not going back that way. Because you're built up in the spiritual. Amen? Philip talked with money, and, 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 and the money that Philip was thinking about, it would take six months' wages in order to feed all those people or more. Philip was placing limits on God. Now, how many of us do that? How many of us place limits on God? Let's be honest with each other. The Bible said that Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Jesus did not want Philip to feel bad. But you know what took place here? The next thing that happened was this. Andrew heard what Jesus said to Philip. And the first thing he said, now what I'm talking about, they got to thinking. They got to thinking together. They're trying to find a solution to the problem. And Andrew said, hey, uh, that young man over there got five loaves of barley and, and two fish. And, and then he said, well, that still might not be enough. Went right back to the natural, looking at the circumstance. I do not want us to look at the natural around here. I want us to look in the spiritual context. I want us to see what God is going to do here at Uptown Church. God is going to build us up. But we have to believe that God is going to build us up. We can't just depend on the five loaves of barley and the two fish. What I find interesting is the barley. Now, just think about this. This young man, he has this barley bread. It was regarded as simple fare back in the day, back in their day. It, wasn't even, it was fit for animals and, and wasn't, wasn't really fit for humans. Jesus is teaching us that he can make, that he can take what a man says is nothing and waste and something that is to be thrown away and not even fit for humans. But since they are so poor, that's all they had to eat. And what God is saying to, to us right now is that I can take what everybody says is no good and waste and I, I can take it and make it out of something. Only thing Jesus needs us to do is be willing. I'm going to say that again. All God needs us to do to, is to be willing. 
Now, now let's think about this. The young boy had the fish, right? And he had the, and he had the bread. That, that's his, right? They had to walk over to him and say, man, can we get that bread and can we get that fish? He had to be willing to give it to him. That's what God wants us to be willing, to be a willing vessel to help. Don't put restraints on God. Jesus is showing us and teaching us at the same time. When he, remember I said that he sent them all down into the, into the valley, right? <clears throat> I'm going to read Psalms 23 because I, I, I really want us to get a good understanding of Psalms 23 because Psalms 23 actually comes from the understanding of actually prophesied in, in, that, that, that in John chapter 6. We read, we read Psalms 23. See, and for the life of me, I don't know why people place this Psalm 23 in, 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 at a funeral home because Psalm 23 is all about life. It really is. Let's read it. And Jesus said, make the people sit down. Jesus takes his position as Lord and as a loving shepherd. I'm going to say this again. When Jesus told them, make the people sit down, he took his position as Lord and as the great shepherd. Psalms 23 reads like this, and I, and I know everybody knows it. He says, and the Lord is my what? Shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me what? Lie down in green pastures and lead me beside the still waters. Where were they at? They were right by the lake on green pastures. Verse 3, and he restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for, for my sake. What, what did he do? He gave them the bread of life. <clears throat> Ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <clears throat> now this, picture this. All the Pharisees are sitting up at top. And they're looking down like <laughs> the enemies of God. Verse 5, and you prepare a table before me in the presence of my eminence, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. What is Jesus doing here? He is feeding the people, isn't he? Isn't he? He's feeding them. This is not about death. This is about life. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hear what he says? All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus just fulfilled something here. But tradition, have you take this verse and throw it at every funeral that you come to. This verse is about life. This verse, this particular chapter, Psalm 23, is Jesus is talking life. He is saying that I'm protecting you right now because the Pharisees and everybody else around are watching you sit here eating this bread in the valley by the still waters. Verse 
when the men sat down, they sat down in, in, in order. You know, we always talk about order. They sat down in order in 50s and in 100s. It was a grassy slope, remember? See, I, I, want you to, I want you to really get this into your spirit. I want you to, to really understand the scripture because Jesus is teaching us something here. He has them sitting down at the grassy slope by the lake towards the, uh, towards the, the sea, 5,000 men and more than 10,000 people because they only counted the men. They didn't count the wives and the children. The miracle is in the hands of Jesus. Little is a lot in Jesus' hands. This is how he is able to increase us for the kingdom of God because he is, we are all in his hands. Let me say this, and I want you to really get a good grip of it by using your talents. I'm going to say that again. By using your talents. He is able to increase the kingdom of God by using your talents. If you have faith enough to step out on your talents, then God is able to use you. He's asking you the question right now, how are we going to feed these people? How are we going to get the harvest? How's my word going to go out? He's asking us this question. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news that salvation comes to those. Now, this is just a little quick lesson. The bread, because I'm, I'm, I'm really on this bread thing. The barley. Bread comes from grain, right? Right? And, and, and the power of grain is able to multiply itself. Right? And when it multiplies itself, if you've ever been by a wheat field, it just goes on forever. But right now, the boy had the bread already baked. I'm going to say that again. Right now, the boy had the bread already baked. Now, far as I know, that when grandma pulled out her flower thing, she couldn't go out to her garden and plant flour because the flower was a symbolization that the wheat was no more. It was there to suit his purpose. But God, what he did right here, how he's teaching them to get out of the physical and into the spiritual, he took what was dead and brought it back to life. Say that again. He took what was dead and brought it back to life. What did he do? He got the, lo he got the loaves, he looked up, he blessed it. And they had what? A whole lot of bread. What the purpose of the wheat was that it multiplied itself. What God did was brought it back to life so it multiplied itself and it fed everybody. That's what we have to understand. 
we have to understand that, that God is a God of life and not death. We have to understand that, 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 that what happened afterwards, Jesus told him, he said, now what I want you to do is this, go and gather up all the fragments. Read your scripture. It was 12 apostles or 12 disciples and 12 baskets. Each one had their own basket. Each one was, was, was able. Now, this was the purpose of it. Each one was supposed to go back out and spread the bread that people were, that for the people who weren't there. That's how we do salvation. That's what salvation is. Right now, we're breaking bread. But there's somebody out there that wasn't able to come in here this morning to get the bread of life. So Jesus, Jesus made it their purpose. He said, you get your baskets, you get your baskets, and I want to make sure that nobody's left behind. That everybody gets a taste of the bread, the bread of life. He says, I'm not giving you this bread to hoard it and you put it in your cupboards. He says, I'm giving you this bread so that you're able to go out and multiply it. It is our job. Because Jesus is asking us the question this morning. And the question He's asking each and every last one of us this morning is this. How are we going to feed these people? How are we going to feed these people? I'm asking you as a church, how are we going to feed these people in 2021? Each of you have a basket. Each of you has value. Everybody in here has an idea. Everybody in here is a thinker. God is asking you right now to think. How are you going to feed these people? He, Jesus said, I already know what I'm going to do. As your pastor, I'm doing my part. I'm going out here last week. I had meetings every, every day last week. Every day last week. I get out of work and I'm going to a meeting. Every day last week I had a meeting. Why? Because I'm doing my part. I'm not just talking this. I'm doing it. What I need you to do is process it. I want you to have the same vision and understand what God is going to do here at Uptown Church. It's not about me. It's about you. If you want praise and worship up here, then you better get the vision for praise and worship. When COVID is over and you want those strings up off the seat and the seats are filled, then you better get the vision to get the seats filled. 
If you want the kids to have such a, a, a wonderful kids ministry, then you better get the vision to have the kids ministry. It's not just on me. This is your church. This is your church. And I'm telling you this out of love because you're not going to agree on everything. So learn how to say, okay. Offended. Don't get upset because somebody didn't agree with you. Are you with me, church? Not just in lip service. Are you with me? Because it depends on our relationship with each other. But more than anything, it depends on our relationship with God. If you want to stay in the physical, fine. I want to take this thing so far is that when people walk in, the only thing they feel is the spirit of God. That's all they, they, they just want to come back for the spirit of God. I want kids. I mean, we got so many different cultures in here. I, why did the kids got to go to school to learn a different language? We got a different language right here. But that's long-term vision, though. 